It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to wall. Wall yes! measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Dagger! Here comes Pierce with five seconds left. Pierce with three. Pierce with two. Pierce fall away at the horn. It's gone! Morris, Wall, Deal, and Gortel. Gordon can't find anybody. Gives it to Wall. Gordon gets Bradley for three. Hey everyone, welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. I'm your host, Becca Winker, also known as at BeccaMVP on Twitter. Here with me is my co-host, Quentin Mayo, at T-O-Q-M underscore. We're here to talk about the unfortunate events of last night. (laughs) The Wizards lost to the Raptors. A Kawhi-less Raptors, 117 to 113. Yeah. I'm just, you know, most of the time on Sundays, I'm thinking about when the next game is going to be. I'm thinking about how can we win the next game. But, you know, I'm a huge basketball girl, but... Right now, all I can think about is the Redskins and Cowboys. And that's, that is not normal for me. So <laughs> That's how you know it was some unfortunate that's... events at Capital One yesterday. It was terrible. Um, Where do we even start? Right. I, don't, I don't even know what's the first thing we want to talk about. Um, I think something, you know what? Maybe we should start off with the positives before we start ripping the whole thing up. So... Okay. Bradley Beal, John Wall. To me, they both looked pretty good. Um, Bradley Beal, 32 points. 
By the way, congratulations to Bradley Beal, who did pass Gilbert Arenas with the three-point um, franchise record. 869. So, That's a lot of threes. He he made history last night. Sheesh. Almost single-handedly and, brought the team back to win last night, which is almost was very impressive regardless. But if he could have pulled it all the way off and they could have pulled out a win and he got the, the record in the fashion that he did, I think this podcast would be a little more – upbeat and joyous today but congratulations to him for that would have been too good to be true right (laughs) um (laughs) i did see bradley beal in the locker room and i was one of the first to congratulate him on his record so i was pretty excited about that you're part of history i'm part of history i'm (laughs) becca mvp is part of history who would have thought um he was happy he was he felt blessed he felt amazed like amazed that he was able to do something like that however because of the tone of the game he didn't really show his excitement so that was kind of sad so thanks wizards thanks for that loss <laughs> um yeah john wall uh 25 points and how many assists he only he had have? six last night six that's not bad um bradley beal also had six assists so they kind of carried the team last night they did what they were supposed to do um Everybody else, though, I, I'm not sure where you guys were, maybe taking a break, thinking about the beach, <laughs> thinking about your next um, big purchase at the mall. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, I don't understand what happened. Um, I think something we, sh- we need to talk about is we need to talk about Otto. Otto Porter Jr. played 25 minutes. And he just um, eleven points. I mean, what what's going on? Like, um, well, a lot. Um, to, a lot. <laughs> to quickly go back to um, just the rest, like the supporting cast as a whole. Before we dive into auto, um, I think I count Toronto had what seven or eight players in double figures last night. A lot of those guys: C.J. Miles, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet. These guys coming off the bench. You know, these are the guys that – this is one of the best benches in the league, and it's it's well-documented how good they produce when they're on the floor. But the Wizards – you can't have a starter, Otto Porter, Markeith Morris, being outscored by bench players of the other team. That, that just can't happen. You can't have Yon Mahimi have more fouls than points. You can't have your leading rebounder, a forward, Markeith Morris – have seven rebounds, and he's out-rebounding your center who's seven feet tall. It's just it's just down the line. You can't have your coach blowing up. He's an example of how the team should act. He's the, supposed to be the most character-driven guy. You can't have him charging at a referee. It's just a lot of little things that last night I, I couldn't even really get upset. It's just things that we have seen for the past two, three, four years that it's hard, even though, and it's only game two, and it feels like the tone of this podcast feels like it's – after the all-star break or something it's just that kind of day but we're tired of seeing the same thing from this team and it's hard for fans not to push the panic button when you see that this is the same issues that the wizards have been dealing with day after day game after game year after year and scott brooks says that auto has to get himself open last night scott brooks did not have uh, very good words for auto porter he said he was too slow he's not giving effort he's not getting himself open so i don't know if that how that relationship and that dynamic is is coming up, but Otto just has been underwhelming, um, especially for the money that he's making. But you also have to point the finger at Coach Brooks. I mean, this is a guy that's always been a, 
an ISO-driven pick-and-roll coach, but he's never getting the most out of the talent that he's given. It's like talent takes you so far, but strategy is what sets good from great. That's why you have a lot of talented guys in, in Boston, talented guys in Houston, even though they're not doing that well, um, talented guys in, in the Raptors. But their coaching takes them to another level. And Scott Brooks, his strategy, especially on offense, is just not taking these guys to another level. <sighs> that, that was a lot. Um, yeah. So you're right about their bench. Uh, Serge Ibaka, 16 points. Fred Van Fleet, 13 points. Pascal, 10 points. Um, CJ Miles, 10 points. The only bench bench player that didn't have any points at all was Lorenzo Brown, but that's <laughs> that's not a problem because um, we had Austin Rivers twelve points, which was fine. Um, Jason Smith six, Kelly Oubre eight, Jeff Green two, and Thomas Sadaransky five. I mean, this is just. Um, it's terrible because it's, it's terrible. It's and the sad part is Kawhi didn't even play and you know if he played we probably would have gotten killed like yeah. just straight up killed um I really think that the game the way the game was um played was not necessarily the biggest issue it was an issue but I do believe that when Scott Brooks and Bradley Beal got those texts and Scott Brooks got ejected, I mean, they had the opportunity to shoot all those free throws and kind of um, seal the deal. And it's just sad because we worked really hard to um, come back after, like, you know, being down by 12. And it's just like, what was the point of all that? If, you know, it, they really have to learn to control their um, their frustration and, uh, that was just um, it was it was really sad to watch. It was it was, it, it really was a sad. mess. Yeah, it was just a mess. But I do commend the team for fighting back. Like late down the line, the Wizards are within two. You know they can win the game, and it's just little things like the Fred Van Fleet, Fred Van Fleet um, He's buzzer a beater. Killer. <laughs> He's a Wizards killer as well. Um, just the little things. Um, just not diving for the ball, that jump ball, like just. The little things that the Wizards didn't do, the Raptors did. And that's why the Raptors have been one of the better teams in the East for such a long time. Um, but, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to boards. I mean, we can talk around it. It comes down to boards and it comes down to to coaching. I mean, you can't get out-rebounded that bad. And then you can't – I think on the season overall, the Wizards are getting out-rebounded 52-37. to 37. Unacceptable. And – 14 and 9 on the offensive glass. So you're giving up a lot of second chance points. And I don't know if the Wizards are thinking that Dwight Howard's just him being inserted is going to be like the secret sauce or like the end all be all, but who who's to say what if he does come back and the Wizards are still losing games? Like what if they're still grabbing boards but they can't produce on the offensive end? What if Otto Porter is still only shooting 4 for 9 from the field and Kelly Oubre still only give you 8 points? And this second unit isn't as deep as the Wizards imagine. So it's a lot of things that, a lot of soul searching, and I think I read a piece. I not, I didn't, I don't think I read a piece. I read a piece from Candace Buckner about the comparison between the Wizards and the Raptors, two teams that have been stuck on the, the um, the facet of continuity, but the Raptors decided to blow it up. They're moving forward with Kawhi. How long do we have this dynamic of Wall Bill 
in auto? Like, how much longer is this going to be a thing? Because it's a lot of uncomfortable questions we're going to have to face, even though it's early in the season. This team might not be constructed for that much longer. So it's, it's we're two games in, we're 0-2. It, it kind of feels like somebody passed away. But it's just games where you have to steal these wins. You have to steal a win against the Heat on the second night of a back-to-back. You have to steal a win against Toronto, who's resting their star player, who's been going off the first two games. They just went through customs five hours before the game because they lost a passionate battle, or they won a passionate battle against the Boston Celtics the night before. So you got to steal these because these come back to haunt you when you're trying to get into the playoffs, you're trying to position for seeding. These games come back to haunt you, so... It was just a, it was a bad loss, a very bad loss. Yeah, I mean, it's just not, everything that happened last night should have not happened, and I guess we should use um, the hashtag SoWizards again. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to really dissect what Scott Brooks had to say at the press conference, his behavior last night, and what we can expect from the road games. See you shortly. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hey, everybody. Thank you once again for joining us. Welcome to Locked on Wizards. Welcome back. Um, so starting with, uh, no, I, actually, I want to talk about something about Dwight. Mm-hmm. He is not going to be, if anybody thinks that we're losing games be- because Dwight is not there, that's completely false because um, this is going to be a huge problem. Everything that the Wizards are failing to do Although I do believe that Dwight Howard would have um, stopped a lot of those point paints. I think Toronto did a great job last night of taking advantage of the fact that we didn't have a solid big man in the game. And a lot of their paints, uh, points were from the paint. So I really do think that once Dwight is healthy, hopefully he is healthy, they're going to have to like um, speed up that uh, healing process for his um, performance <laughs> injury. Um Dwight, we really need your butt to be healthy, so please take care of it. Right. Um, yeah, so that being said, um, Scott Brooks, I was so disappointed by his behavior. I know that a lot of calls were not going our way. We were not, um, uh, things were not going our way. Um, fouls were not being called. Fouls were being called on us when, I mean, it wasn't really, didn't really seem necessary. So I think Scott Brooks just got um, a lot of tension build up, and 
yeah, he ended up being ejected. I mean, we all saw it. He lunged at a referee. And I feel like that's just, I mean, with a team that already has not the best leadership and not the best behavior, I just feel like the coach knows that they're under no circumstances can you do that. That's just not something that's acceptable. That's not something that should happen. And he did say, I mean, his remarks at the press conference, he did say that, you know, there's no excuse. He shouldn't have acted out that way. But it, it's almost like he was kind of um, making, not making a joke out of it, but just kind of like re- rolling it off, brushing it off because someone said, you know, what were your thoughts when you um, were heading to the locker room um, after the ejection? And he's just like, I'm hungry. You know, I had three protein bars. I can't eat any more of this. I want to eat some real food food or something like that he was just too lighthearted for what had just occurred on the on the court and this is serious I mean it beyond the ejection the Wizards start off their season zero and two and now we're going to go out on a five road trip game out west and you know those games are going to be hard not just because of the competition but because they're tired because you know the time zones are all messed up you know this is not going to be an easy cakewalk and honestly I'd be happy if they won two out of five games because I don't know what to expect from this team I'm I mean I I really don't know what to say about that yeah it's 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 a definitely a test um they can right the wrongs by getting some wins over some teams that they're not supposed to beat quote-unquote um I'm still very interested to see when Dwight Howard is going to be inserted and I just want to see how he works with this team like I know he's been with them during practice that but we haven't seen it so yeah, I think they have Portland tomorrow, tomorrow night. I think it's a 10 o'clock tip, late game. But, um, I mean, this definitely doesn't take away from the brilliance that the Raptors um, exhibited last night. I mean, Kyle Lowry killed this this team. They, Kyle Lowry, I think he had um, 13 of his 28 points or something like that in the fourth quarter. So these guys are very talented. They're, that's why he's a multi-time all-star. Um, and Coach uh, Nick Nurse is – he stepped into a situation, a very good situation, with very good players that have been there for a long time, and they know how to get the job done. The Wizards are still searching for their identity, which is something weird to say here in uh, 2018 with some of these players <laughs> that have been here for a while. So I I feel like while the other teams are progressing, we're just kind of um, we're at a standstill and we're not we're we're not really moving, um, and I I just kind of um. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those. It's, it's just, one, just of those. one of those things yeah. where um, in order to be successful, we really have to get it together here. It, and to me, it's not a matter of the talent that we, we don't have because we do have talent. There's Very just talented a lot team. Of, there, there's just a lot of things where it's like, okay, Scott Brooks, Scott Brooks needs to go. And, and I know he doesn't like confrontation, but he just needs to go and call these players out. Like when they have a bad game. And I think last night, you know, as harsh as he was on Otto, I, he needed to say that. And I think, I, I hope that when they got into the locker room afterwards or whenever that he said something to him and, you know, he continues to come, he's got to confront these <clears throat> players because if you don't confront them and you don't call them out, there, there's no way that's going to work. Yeah, I mean, it, that that's a very important part of coaching. You have to, you know, you're not their friend. You're not, you know, they're whatever. You're there to confront them. You're, you're there to teach them, to mentor them. And, you know, whenever, whenever anybody has a game, if Wall acts cocky on the court, go out there and call him out. 
when um Bradley Beal isn't, you know, shooting well like in the clutch or whatever, call him out. Right. Anybody who's not doing a good job, you have to go and call them out because if you don't then they're going to think their type of behavior is okay. And then Scott Brooks is sitting there, you know, getting lunging at at an official which is not okay under any circumstances and he gets thrown out and and that's not the type of example that he can afford to set with this team who already struggles. So I'm going to really need Scott Brooks to kind of take one for the team here and start calling out these players. Yeah, I think that's part of what he was getting at last night. He's very frustrated. And this is not something that's new, though. I mean, all summer long, we've heard nothing but, okay, yeah, we got Dwight Howard, Austin Rivers, Jeff Green. But in terms of in-house players that we've already had, it's just been we need to get Otto Porter to the level where he should be playing what his price tag says he should be. Like, if you can pay that much money, you're expected to perform. And I definitely don't believe Otto is garbage. I think he's a very good player. He can shoot the lights out. He can score from the post. He has size, and he's a decent defender. But I think it's it's give and take between both parties. Otto has to do more with the offense that he's in, but Scott Brooks also has to cater this offense a little bit differently because they're extremely predictable. The, the Raptors did not have to extend themselves on defense last night because the offense is so predictable and with the Raptors on the offensive side of the ball the Wizards have to extend themselves on defense all the time because the ball is continually moving in the half court set the Raptors are getting it done the Wizards had 30 points off of turnovers last night and I think I I made this statement last night on Twitter too they had 30 points on off of turnovers which sounds great but what it's really saying is that the majority of this team's points or a lot of this team's points are coming off of turnovers in which they don't have to set up in the half court set which means they're struggling to score when you cross the timeline so if the Raptors can take advantage of you and the Raptors pick their spots all night long I mean free throw line extended they're on the glass they're shooting from range they're doing they're shooting from all over the floor the Wizards just don't have that in the half court they're a fast break team running gun team they've got to learn how to score and get these guys in positions to score because they're very talented I mean, Otto Porter, I will say this last night, um, he made two for seven of his three-point attempts, and a lot of his missed three-point attempts were when he was wide open on, you know, the side, and that's the three-pointer that you really got to knock down because that's the easiest to make. It's the closest to the basket, you know, like he, he really needs to start knocking those down, and if he's wide open, there's no reason why he shouldn't be making those, and um He's our sharpshooter, like you said. We're paying him all this money. Like even it's just like, come <laughs> on, oh, man. Like we, I, I, frustrating I, I Becca so... MVP. Do y'all hear her? This is probably the most down Becca's ever been since I've ever spoken to her. So wizard, y'all gotta get it together. Y'all can't be stressing out my co-host like this, okay? I know. I'm gonna be like sobbing last night. You know, I was telling uh, Quentin that. I felt like I woke up this morning and I felt hungover, but I didn't actually drink anything. I like something you guys should know about me is like, I like to have fun. I like to party occasionally, but I'm pretty responsible, you know? So like for me to like get done from the game, go home and go to sleep and wake up feeling like that. (laughs) That's when you know you had a bad night. Yeah. So if you guys don't get it together, like I'm I'm just going to, and you know what? I have work nine to five every single day and y'all are going out west you guys better win these games if i have to stay up and watch you guys very true i mean i i can't afford to lose sleep but i'm gonna do it because i care but 
you guys are messing with my mental. <laughs> you guys are messing with my sleep. I mean, something's got to give here. And I guess I'm known on Twitter for being overly optimistic and positive and like, yeah, guys, we can do it, whatever. <laughs> go team, go. But yeah, I- I'm just starting to hit a wall. <laughs> and um, I think the 0-2 start really got me um, stressed out. So Wizards fans, I would love to hear your thoughts. We would love to hear your thoughts. We're here for you. We should probably start a Wizards therapy group. Right. Like, group therapy. Call the around. help hotline. Yeah. 1-800-SO-WIZARDS. We, we can just um, sit in a circle and kind of talk about our feelings. I think that's something we should start for the sake of our um, happiness. But, um, <laughs> anyways, thank you for joining us on this episode of Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, and we will see you soon. See ya. Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.